everybody welcome to another episode of od podcast how are you doing um at this very moment i'm doing okay um i've just been trying to educate myself because it's a lot of stuff that i definitely wasn't aware of um, during this time um and i'm also trying to educate others in the process which is a struggle in itself um first of all I'm learning that um, these people are just dumb. That's for one. <laughs> people are just really ignorant. Once we're made. Um, also, certain things that I may have done or said, it ain't. It's it's probably not that deep, but I can understand how it may come off as um, me not being supportive on my end, um, as far as like supporting certain brands, um, supporting certain people. Like even though I have my um my personal feelings about the way somebody may feel or my the way I forgive people, I need to <laughs> just grow a backbone and just be like, you know what? I ain't gonna say I ain't got no backbone, but I just need to like be a little bit more stern with myself on the way that I deal with people who don't support what I do. Or the people that I you know, black people. I think that's a fair assessment. You so you feel like you just are you kind of give a give too many passes. I give a lot of passes, and it's and it's because of my past, and I know that um, you know when I was younger or growing up, even like a couple years ago, that I was just um, ignorant to a lot of things, and I'm still learning. I'm still you know trying to teach myself, and um, you know I'm just I'm real gentle with myself when it comes to stuff like that because I genuinely don't know. I wasn't taught that in school. Um, my mom taught me everything that she could, but for, you know, realistically, you kind of got to teach yourself. Like, you kind of got to um, take the time out to just educate yourself on certain things, and I can't leave that responsibility up to somebody else. And, um, yeah, like, I've just been taking the time to do that, you know? And I know that over the years, um, me, di- me being that type of person and – I kind of have give people a little bit of slack for how they deal with certain things just because I'm like, you know what? Honestly, they probably don't even know no better for real, for real. Um, but for real, but I think that for now, the reason why I'm reacting the way I'm, I am is because like, I haven't seen this many people come together to try to throw out information and educate other people ever in my life. Ever. So I think that if you are not even aware of anything, then that's just, that's just you just not wanting to, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's no way. It's, people are just dropping resources left and right. They drop in things and it, it, it's up to you to just kind of do your further research but I mean this shit is right there in your face so if you're not complying or even trying to understand where people are coming from or try to be compassionate um to black people at the, at the moment then it's just on you so I have to just take it for what it is even black people like I'm not even saying that from other races because obviously we've been exposing a lot of black people that just really don't understand what's going on never <laughs> lie. Yeah, um, well, obviously, if you listen to this, I will hope that you know about um, what's going on right now in the world, literally the world. Um, you know, it's crazy. There was a lot of stuff that happened in the past week before the protest started out. Yeah. And I feel like while this is obviously in a response to George Floyd being murdered, but it was like the straw that broke the camel's back because 
what was the so first thing we got COVID, right? We got people who have lost their jobs. People are kind of getting stressed out. They can't support their family. They don't really know where their next meal is coming from. And then you have, um, and I wish I could remember his name, but the the situation that happened at Central Park with the lady and the dog leash. Okay. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, then we had found we got the video footage from Amar Aubrey being killed yeah. after they had been living their regular life for for months. You know what I'm saying? And then Breonna Taylor gets killed and then her boyfriend charged with, you know, trying to kill a police officer. And then here we go with George Floyd. And, you know, to this day, I still have not seen that video. And I just really can't bring myself to looking at it. And for selfish reasons, I guess, because I don't really like I, I, I would be wrong to tell people to not share stuff like that because sharing it is what brings awareness. And it is kind of tough to look at. But um, I just I, I can't take it. I can't even. But anywho, I can't handle anything. Like I don't like seeing fight videos. I don't like seeing people get hurt or nothing. I can't yeah. watch that. I feel you. Yeah, it kind of gets to you, right? I, I just uh. So um. Anyway, so yeah. So and now that people are protesting. You know, protesting has turned into rioting. Rioting has led to looting. Now all of them are not mutually exclusive. There are you know people are out there for their own purposes. But like you said, I have never ever in my life seen this many non-african-american allies or organizations people who were silent before are speaking out i'm just i'm kind of proud and um i don't really know if i owe them kudos because they should have been doing this but i do know i do understand or know the feeling of being uncomfortable about something and not knowing what to say so you kind of try to like tread lightly or yeah. just try to, you know, stay away. But I think that the the current events that has happened, and today is June 2nd. The, this year ain't nothing about this year been good at yeah. all. It's been bad since the ball, since the piece dropped. But um, but anywho, I just feel like people are kind of like, you know, and you know what's unique too? And I don't, I, this may not be the first, but I feel like this is, this one with George Floyd was one of those things where you literally saw the entire situation. Cause I feel like with everything else, they're like, well, what did he do before that? Or what, you know, trying to find blame because like they want to justify what happened to them as if there was a reason for the cops to kill somebody. But, um, but the same thing is I've seen white people still try to say stuff like, he was, he wasn't abiding by the law and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Oh, so he should be killed. Yeah. Like my thing is, what's the point of having a judge if the police just gonna sentence you right there when they when they arrest you? Like, what's the point? Like, that's not your job, and you are not God to be taking folks' life and deciding who get to make it to where they're going. And yeah, and from my understanding, like the cop who was kneeling on his on his neck was just like it was kind of like an ego thing. Like, nope, I'm not moving my knee, my knee. I'm not doing. You know what I'm saying? Like to the point where he's killed, and then I think they carry him to the hospital and try to have him pronounced dead at the hospital. So trying to cover it up, but he died in that video, from my understanding. Yeah, and then they said that um the reason why the cops were called because they claim he had a fake ten dollar bill, which apparently was not true. But either way, I just feel like this is and it's just like the situation at Central Park. It's like when you call the police on people, you are basically like trying to get them assassinated. Like what what exactly do you want? Like I remember when I worked at um IKEA. And we used to check, we used to check, um, this was like one of the only places I worked where you really checked a lot of different bills. Cause we used to have a lot of people that would come in there with like fake fives, tens, ones or whatever. But if they had a fake bill, you just tell them you can't take it. I mean, you can't accept it as payment and then you're supposed to keep it. And the person know it's fake. So they're just like, all right, well, they don't go. But I can never imagine like feeling like calling the police. Like, unless somebody was, like, a repeat offender, they always come in there, always trying to finesse or steal, I can understand somebody being like, you know what, like, I'm tired of dealing with this. Like, you got, you know, call the police. But I, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, George Floyd was, he he didn't live in Missouri. He was in, he was in there, he was out of town for work. Anyways, 
the point that I'm making is like people are just calling the police to call the police because they are threatened by somebody black or they don't know how to handle something because somebody's black. And it's like, you know, like if you like read the room, you know what's going on. You know what happened when people call the police on black folks. Like, why would you do that? I think that anytime that happens, especially recently, um, but more recent videos where I see people um, calling the police. And let me just start this. I don't like the Karen term. Me either. I said on the last episode, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that shit. Um, but I think that when I see stuff like that, when they call it, I just immediately think of Emmett Till because I'm like, mm-hmm. realistically, that situation is pretty much the same as what's going on now because it's like he did something as small as like whistling at a white woman and then she... Allegedly. Yeah. She said she lied. She admitted she lied on her deathbed. It's crazy. Yeah. And- I think that that's that that's how I look at it because it's just like initial like I think that you're intentionally trying to get these people hurt, um, just because you don't feel safe for whatever reason. Like nobody's bothering you. Like I even seen a few videos, um, like the guys that were in the gym in their office building, and the man was trying to say that they didn't. Was that Minnesota? I mean, yeah, Minnesota. I don't know. I don't know if it was in Minneapolis, but. They had a business in that same building, so they were they had the right to be in there. But he was trying to like call the police, and then he even said out of his mouth some guys that look like they're not supposed to be here. And then just like that lady in Central Park on the video, she kept saying, "An African American man is after me." Da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, that's cr- as if that's like a dis- an like, adjective for somebody's behavior. Yeah, like you were intentionally trying to get these people hurt, and I think that. That's just fucked up. Like, I just don't understand how can you even sleep at night knowing that you just cost somebody their life all because you don't feel safe for whatever reason. Like, they didn't do anything to you. Exactly. Yeah, I get nervous. And it's, it, it just make, it makes me nervous um, just because my nephew, he just moved out on his own. And he, um, you know, he's a... a, a Amazon driver. Like, he do he drops off Amazon packages. I've been catching it, too. And I watched that video with the guy who drove the UPS truck and they were chastising him. And he's even told me certain situations about how people just been weird to him, um, dropping out packages and stuff like that. Um, and the certain things, but that's just scary to me because it's just like, he, he's a big guy. Like he's big and he has a beard and apparently that's just what they're scared of. They're scared of like intimidating looking me. So doing nothing like working. I'm at work. I'm doing my job. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and this guy who's an Amazon driver, he said that he's like, he's in a town in like Massachusetts, I think where he's like one of the only black people in the community. And he said that he like, he gets like, people try to like, um, provoke him all the time. Like when he's delivering packages, like he said that he's like deliver packages and somebody would just grab it. And they'd be like going back and forth with a packet, like, and it just be out of nowhere. And then if he like tries to like, you know, get mad or try to snatch it, now they like, oh, he's being aggressive. He said he had somebody who literally like came up to him while he's putting a package on somebody's door and they took it. And he was like, hey, man, you got to put that back. And he was like, nope, that's my neighbor's package. Da, 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 da. And apparently the guy actually wasn't the neighbor. He just was trying to start trouble. And then a UPS guy who was white ended up pulling up and was like defending him. And, you know, it just, the guy was just trying to start trouble with him. And it's like, these are situations where we don't get to see that part when it's on video. You know what I'm saying? They call the police and we see somebody getting killed. And now everybody's like, oh, well, he must have did something. They wouldn't just kill him for no reason. Yes, the reason is black. Like, what what more explanation do you need? That happened to us yesterday. Just yesterday now. Keep in mind all this stuff that's going on in Atlanta right now. We, um, 
went to the farmer's market. That's where we get our crab legs from. Mm-hmm. Went to the farmer's market, literally walking in the door. Um, I had my mask on and I grabbed a hand basket and I took the spray cleaner that they have and I started wiping down my um, hand basket. Mm-hmm. And I know this white man came up and said to Zay, he said, excuse me, can you pick that, can you pick up that, um, that, that basket right there and wipe it off for me? Excuse me? And Zay was like, what? He was like, I don't, he was like, I don't work here. And then Zay walked off and I looked at him because I couldn't believe that he was saying that. He was like, could you? And I said, I was so shook, bro. I was what like, what is wrong with people? So I was just like, is this really happening? And then um, the girl who was with, she was like, you need to read the room. <laughs> like, she, like, honestly. She was with the guy? No, she oh. was with Oh, okay, got it. Four of us together. Yeah. And he was by himself. So when we were checking out, he came over to us and he was like, you know, it was honestly a joke. I was joking. Da, da, da. And I'm like, well, we weren't. I'm like, honestly, it's not it's not the time for that for one. And I and said, he knows that. And I said, we don't know you and you don't do shit like that to people just to say, you know, whatever. But he, he probably felt like, oh, these motherfuckers finna do some shit. So that's why, you know, he felt guilty. But what the fuck would make you say some shit like that to somebody? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't. Oh, my God. So, and I, I used to have the thought process that if I just stay out the way, stuff like that won't happen to me, which is absolutely not true. Because as soon as I'm in the way, I'm in a way. But I yeah. remember one time me and a, um an ex-friend went to eat one day. We went to um Red Lobster, not too far from my house. And you know how sometimes, at least typical Southern hospitality, somebody's coming up behind you, you hold the door for them, right? It's not even a big deal. It's just like, why would I close the door? Because by the time it finally closed, you're going to already be through the door. So let me just hold it for you. So we were walking in and um, this older white lady, like she had to be like 70, 80-ish, or I assume she looked very like elderly. I kid you not, we had to be eight inches away from this lady and the door didn't have one of those like air compressor thing where it slowly closed swear to god she closed she slammed the door in our face i'm not even joking i'm not even joking and she saw us because we parked our cars at the same time got out the car at the same you know what i'm saying it was just not a coincidence and i hate those type of situations because you can try to explain to a white person like um she she probably did because we're black and they're like no maybe she was just having a bad day or maybe she was just a mean person like no it's not that it's like when you, when something happens consistently over and over again you can only assume that this is why because of the, this is the behavior we've had to experience all of our life and I was telling one of my friends yesterday you know I, when I'm around my white friends or my white counterparts or coworkers I try to not necessarily pretend this type of that that stuff doesn't happen but I really be trying to like do what I can to eliminate this dark cloud over me that I assume that they already, you know, like I try to fix, I try to like dolly myself up to like not meet the mold of somebody yeah. that they would judge, if that makes sense. And I should never have to do that. I should never have to perform to have friends that are not black. You know what I'm saying? But it's something I feel like we're kind of conditioned to do. Like that in the workplace before, especially working in Mac. Yeah, and it's it's abnormal. I'm pretty sure we had an episode about that before, how we even changed the way we talk or certain yeah. things like that that we should not have to do. But it's kind of like the way we've and honestly, growing up, my mama never had to talk with us about like racism and stuff like that. We just I just kind of gathered that from just living life in general. But yeah, I mean, I should never, I just feel like I, a lot of times I haven't been my true self. And it's to the point where I would befriend these white people and we hanging out and then we follow each other on social media. And now I'm like muting them from seeing my story. And I shouldn't have to do that. Like now it's almost like I'm afraid to like really be myself on my own platform. But it's like, well, I don't want them to be thinking I'm like this. But after all this, I'm like, mm-mm. 
what yeah. like it's not it's not i shouldn't even be doing that period number one but it's kind of like almost ashamed to be my true self because i think they're gonna judge me but they probably judge me anyway <laughs> you know truth be told um i, I want to i grew up my mama definitely i mean talked to me about racism and just um white on black crime all the time mm-hmm. i think that for me my the way that my mom would talk to me about it it would be so aggressive and just so like it would be just so aggressive, like very, very aggressive to the point where I was just think to myself, like, I understand this and I really don't, like, <clears throat> I really don't want to just grow up to be this type of person. Like, I didn't want to be mean like that. I felt like she was being mean. And of course, you you a child, so you got Yeah, you don't even want to listen to rules, so. And, and I'm looking, because I, I saw how angry it made her and I'm just like, dang, I'm like, I just don't want to be this person. I don't want to grow up hating nobody. But I think that me experiencing life and just seeing what's going on in the world now i can totally understand why she was that way because it's like for one um for one my mom was like that because her mom was white and she got killed by um black people i mean white people because she was dating a black man yeah so she she her mom got killed when she was 16 and she just never recovered from that which is understandable, you know what I'm saying? Like, she never recovered from that. She would always talk about it. And so, um, <clears throat> um, that definitely sparked that for her. So she always was, like, resentful against these people. And then, like, she also had, like, really, really racist boss at her job. Like, I remember, um, like, they were... hmm Like, she had, like, really, really racist people, um, that were her bosses and she would have to just dolly it up. Like you said, when she go to work, but when she come home, she would just be so mad and she would be disgusted because they would just treat people like shit over there. They would treat her nice. And it was only because she was light skinned with green eyes, but she just seen how they treated her other coworkers and like the cooks. And my mom would go above and beyond to just try to make them feel comfortable. Like she would bring them stuff on their birthday, cook and bring a plate or bring them gifts and stuff like that because she can see the difference like between the way they treated her and how they treated everybody else. And she just disgusted. Like she would always tell me like her, um, her boss had a baby by his niece and all this other crazy shit. Like she would just be so disgusted. But I mean, like now just looking at it, I, I, I'm not racist and I ain't, you know, I don't like to speak down on people, but realistically, I'm like, y'all do way more fucked up shit than us. Y'all just, it's just surface level with us because y'all nitpick and point out every single thing that every we do. Every single thing. I saw this um TikTok video, this young girl made, I guess she was a teenager, but she was talking about like, black people all y'all are delusional all your family everybody in your family's in jail everybody's on drugs and i'm thinking like most of my white friends do drugs and i mean drugs yeah. okay now do drugs in my black ones yeah and um and she and a lot of them who have been arrested before would just let go. They didn't have to go to jail. They didn't get booked, you know what I'm saying, or had to see a judge, or they had a they had a relative that was connected in higher up places. I um, but anyway, you're right though because you know what if I said I didn't want to be around white people because they shoot up schools or they you know they do mass you know mass shootings in public places like you know it's just crazy to think to to me to, to that people say that I'm like why do you believe that you know what I'm saying and then I hate when she was she was like just some of y'all she was like 99% of y'all are but 1% of y'all 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 are good it's like no like black people do not have to be decorated like the, those 1% they comply to their standard 
in their standards like exactly and that's why i said like black people don't have to be decorated or established or have all these accolades to be accepted you know what i'm saying your life does not matter based on like the level of success you've reached it does not like it does not matter you know what i'm saying i'm a human being i should be treated with respect but it's crazy that they think that it's like wow like so you really think that black people are the only ones committing crimes and that's why i hate when people try to use that black on black crime narrative because it's not real it's not true. It does not exist. Crime is all based on proximity. And then if you statistically speaking, white people kill more white people than black people. We don't even make up 30% of the U.S. population. You get what I'm saying? So that was one of the topics that I had to educate myself on because growing up, I definitely used that black on black term. They use it on us. Teachers, you know, people, people were conditioned to believe that that was an issue that we were facing. Yeah. And and I always thought that, and I always was that person. Like until we can stop killing each other, they not gonna stop killing us, or they not gonna da, da, da. But realistically, I think that what kind of pulled me away from that is I'm just looking at it, and I'm I had to step back, and I'm like, white people kill other white people, Hispanics kill Hispanics. Like we can't just pinpoint one race out doing that because it's everybody that do it, and it's crime in each race. You know what I'm saying? But I think at the moment we're not killing each other because of like, I'm not killing nobody. Well, I mean, I'm sure this happens, but I'm not killing another black person because they're light skinned or they're darker than me or something like that. Not like a hate crime type of thing. I mean, there are hate crimes, like people's sexual preference and the way they identify themselves, but yeah, definitely that. And I think that that's what, that's what we're trying to eliminate. And that's what we're trying to bring to the light is that these crimes are actual hate crimes. Like you don't have a reason to, um, to even dislike them, not even go as far as kill them, but why do you even have that much animosity towards somebody just because they look different than you? It's dumb. It's just a believing, man. They really were. I um I wrote some notes here, and I um wanted to. I don't want to sound like I'm reading, but I want to read. <laughs> hey, Kaya. <Kyle, yeah. laughs> no, I um so basically, I just want to talk about like how I'm really glad that right now I am working remotely. Because in previous years, when situations like this happen in the media or, you know, have been brought to public attention, I would have to go to work. And me and other black coworkers, we would have to go to work and kind of pretend like everything is okay. And, like, it would be to the point, like, I remember remember a specific example. I was at a job, and it was me and two other black coworkers, and we were in an office looking at a protest. And I feel like it may have been from Michael Brown. I really don't remember. It's been so many. That's a shame. I don't remember which one it was. But um, we were in it, and it was, the air was really thick in there. Like, it was kind of tense. And so a manager opened the door, and he was like, I guess he was telling us, like, hey, y'all, we're about to wrap up. Just go ahead and um, lock the door or whatever. And we we was like, oh, okay. We was like very mono, very low monotone. And he was like, dang, y'all acting like somebody died. And we was like, they did. And we said it unanimously. And it was just so crazy. I'm just like, wow, man, they don't have a single clue of what's going on. Like when there had been, and this is not, and I'm not saying this because this is specific to white people, but I'm just saying when things like this happen, when I have seen on the news that there were school shootings, it really ruins my day. Like it's just, it just really kills my mood no matter where I'm at. I remember one time I was at a um, a food place and this was the, um, I feel like it was like a Valentine's Day killing that happened in Florida. Do you remember that? What was the name of that school? What was a young man who, um, or murderer, sorry, that shot up a school and it was on Valentine's Day, I think. And I, I wasn't even hungry no more. Like, I'm just like, what is wrong with me? Like, I'm legit. I'm not like white people. There go white people again. It's to me, it's just, hmm. I say, yeah, I understand. 
yeah, it's just kind of like, wow, what's wrong with people? Why are y'all shooting up schools, killing killing kids and innocent people who can't even defend themselves? And it, but to me, it's like, but when it's a black person in the media and these things have happened, it's kind of like, well, yeah. shouldn't have been doing this. Shouldn't have been fighting back. Shouldn't have been, God forbid, he fight back. He don't want to die like Amal yeah. Aubrey. Yeah, it's a mess. It's just like, I just don't understand how people can be, well, why people can be that disconnected to what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are that disconnected or they're just trying to intensely avoid it. Like, they just don't, they get, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I don't really know what to say or what to do. I don't like shit like that. Like, I don't like it now. It's just, I think that this pandemic alone has exposed a lot of different sides to why people is how privileged they think they are or how privileged they actually are. I'm sorry, because it ain't nothing thing. They, they are privileged. Um, but I think that it just exposed other sides of that or people people who didn't see it before or never really experienced it. Like just simple stuff about how they feel like they shouldn't wear masks and mad because certain stores weren't open. and this Literally and this. protesting with assault rifle, rifles in government facilities in the police face. And there's no problem. Trump and even tweeted that they're very good people. You should ration with them. Excuse me. Ain't get shot with not one rubber bullet. Nothing. And it's so crazy. I'm like, listen, I got it on my notes too. Let me find it. But while you look through that, I have a question for you. What's up? My question to you is, um, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about, um, a lot of public figures and celebrities talk about their um, dislike for the looting part of the protest. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? You know what? To be honest, I'm not a fan of the looting. That's just me. I'm not a fan of the property damage, and but I get it. So let me just state my, my platform. And the reason why I'm not okay with it, because I hold a lot of value in my community and the way that it looks. Yeah. And I know that's not the big picture, but that's why initially I was like, why are they doing it? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. also on my list, <laughs> truth be told, um, protesting don't work. Kneeling don't work. Signing petitions don't work. Boycotting don't work. And they're talking about, you know, we, we're okay with peaceful protest. Peaceful protesting doesn't disturb them. It doesn't bother them. We could just go over there, be quiet, do our thing, and go back home. But what does that solve? You know what I'm saying? And then I keep seeing people, um, like I've seen Desi posted that meme talking about this is peaceful protesting. And it, it was like a picture from Martin Luther King when they were marching on Selma. At the bottom, it was like people being like maced and water hose and stealing, talking about this is a crime. Sweetheart, that meme is from Bloody Sunday. These people were peacefully protesting. They were still attacked by the police. You, it's like pe- people that were protesting peacefully still got killed. And obviously, y'all don't make moves until some until y'all people create a scene. So I saw this other, and I fact checked me. I didn't get a chance to fact check this before we recorded, but it says, after Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, 110 American cities started rioting, causing $47 million in damages. On the sixth day, the Civil Rights Act of 1968 was passed. Period. Yeah, I mean... Now, I imagine I, everybody I, just would have went home crying because they missed Martin Luther King. Yeah, done. exactly. I think, that, I think that anybody who says that um, they are a part of those crowd of people that are just disconnected with everything and i understand that you don't want the community in the city stuff that you love stuff that you love to buy and love to attend and love to see that doesn't love you back that don't love you back because i always I, I had to explain to people um because they were mad at me for supporting the looting and i'm like you know i don't want you to feel like i'm telling them to go knock the shit over but in reality i am because at the end of the day they're not in black communities doing this. 
they're not in our neighborhoods doing this. That and and what I was trying to get people to understand was I'm like, this is to me, I look at this is what gentrification is. Like they come in the hood and they kick people's grandparents and parents out of their houses and displacing whole families, generations. Yeah. So my thing about it is these people have these fucking materialistic ass stores that sell these fucking shoes and bags that are thousands and thousands of dollars that y'all are giving y'all money to. They don't support you. They don't want you in their store. They, they don't want you wearing their stuff, truth be told. No. They following you around the stores to make sure you're not stealing. They looking at you sideways. They think you scamming half of the time to get the stuff. And it's just like, why would you even want to go somewhere where you're not going to feel comfortable in? And why would you even care that they knocking this stuff over if it's not supporting you individually or supporting the people? What do you look like? Yeah, like and like, what? Oh it doesn't make a difference. And I, and I kept trying to get people to understand it. Like, this just looks dumb. This just looks ghetto. It makes it, and I'm like, the thing about it is these people have millions of dollars. Once this stuff get knocked over, it's going to be right back up on Friday. Yeah, I mean, you see CNN Center the next morning, that sign was painted back up. Literally. Yeah. So, now, I I do think a lot of people are m- kind of taking advantage of the situation to steal. Yeah, you know? of course. I get, and I understand that. But, you know, I mean, tr- if we want to really break it down, which, how do you think, I saw this, actually I saw this from, I think it was the um, American History Museum, don't don't quote me, but they that's how they got, they were talking about how a lot of stuff in museums is based off looting. How you think they got these statues and these artifacts? You think people from Africa like gave it to them? No, no. These are one of a kind pieces that were stolen from people. This country was established on looting. You know what I'm saying? People lived here before the colonizers arrived. You get what I'm saying? And obviously, we not to say like, okay, they did it back centuries ago, so we should still do it. But there has no been no change. You know what I'm saying? They looted and rioted because they didn't want us to have an education with them. You get what I'm saying? It's like so. What, what at what point is so? It's because black folks are, are pulling a you on you that you have a problem with it. And I, it's, it's crazy. I, you think about Stonewall. Stonewall was a riot. Okay, a mm. riot. So, like, and what's and y'all gave them what they asked for, and and it shouldn't have to take to get to that point, but they felt like they were fed up. So, like, how else are we gonna get what we asking for? Well, okay, well, we're gonna burn it down. Do what we gotta do. It's a simple fact that we're doing this, and I feel like it, I ain't gonna say it's not going anywhere, but it's a, it's the fact that Trump's dumbass is talking now. He wants to declare war on these people. That His are own doing- people. He wants American soldiers to attack American citizens. And let me point out, a lot of these videos of people looting and causing property damage are not even black. Our white people, I've seen so many videos and pictures of cops putting shoes in their trunk. I Clothes in their trunk. I saw that, yep. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And I saw, I even saw... Um, they were placing bricks on corners. Yeah, I was going to say that, like people, they were placing bricks and I seen that people were like, um, acting like they were coming out of protest just to destroy the property with them and start yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, y'all have a mental illness. Point the fingers at us like we're the problem. Y'all the problem. And we wouldn't, and I think that for the most part, we wouldn't even act the way we do if it wasn't for y'all. And just like Tamika Mallory said in her in her speech. We learn violence from you. We learn violence from y'all. Period. Point by period. I watched that speech like 64 times because she was really, powerful. She is Mallory's that girl. Yeah, I, I didn't know about her until we went to the Revolt Summit. And mm-hmm. then like after that, um, I just kind of looked into her. And then I looked into it more because one of my friends was like, um, I was around her. And she said, This lady always be DMing me about something. And I said, 
are you kidding me? I said, you don't know her? And she was like, no, who is she? I said, please Google her. <laughs> I had to like educate her real quick. On yes. who I'm like, you got don't a Don't miss your blessing now. <laughs> <laughs> she, I was like, you got a queen in your DM and you don't even know what's going on. Like, this, this lady helped you. So, yeah, but um, shout out to her, though. I just, I, that, that speech really told me up a little bit because she went off. She did. You know, I love to see that kind of rage and intellect. Um, yeah. Come on, Liz. The <laughs> list for me. Hold on, let me see if I got some. I ain't got no. I told you I'm doing my impromptu. Let's see what I got. It's all good. Oh, I want to point out people keep saying, um, you want to fix the problem, you need to vote. Right. Obviously, we know that much, right? But I wish that people would take that time and educate themselves on how voting works, what type of voting, you know what I'm saying? Like who who's running the power they control and how it all rolls up. Because I think for a long time, at least for me, um, in my household growing up, we only really knew about the presidential elections. And it really wasn't until I became a homeowner that I became more involved in my community and knowing who's, you know, making the rules for the environment I'm paying property taxes to. But I think people need to realize that Trump did not win the popular vote. When we vote, more people voted for Hillary than they voted for Trump. But there's something called the Electoral College, which ultimately calculates the number of votes for each each um each location, and then that decides who wins. So yes, if more people voted in certain areas, absolutely, or people in our in our favor, he probably would not have won. But it's a lot more than just going out to vote. I just need people to educate themselves, and I think that we should take that responsibility as people. And I want to start sparing sparing that as well. Like uh, for this upcoming election, I didn't know where we was going to be with this coronavirus thing. So I had requested an absentee ballot. So I voted by mail. And the cool thing about voting by mail is they send you the ballot and I can take my time and do more research on the people that are running. Because I didn't know a lot of the people that was running for like sheriff and stuff like that or judge. So I was able to like go online. Because I feel like when you're at the polls, it's like a time thing because there's so many people in line and you're trying to get in and out. Right. And ideally, you should have done your research before that, but people don't always know. And so also, if people don't know, you can actually Google the, the ballot that's, that's going to be in your election like before you even go out to the polls. So you can take some time and remember. But one thing I really like is um, I can do the research and write in and there change, like update my ballot for who I want to choose. And I think that's a good option for people. And you don't have to do this for every election, but this is just something that was introduced to me because of the climate. Um, but I just want people to just take more initiative and just understanding who makes the rules, man. I mean, the, the DA, the, the sheriff, the judge, all these people, it locally matters. Everything is not on a federal platform. Obviously, you want a, a, a president that's going to work in your favor. But there's just yeah. so many people under him. Like, even things like they want to call the Trump stimulus bill. All he had to do was sign off. But there were people who worked the House and the Senate worked together to even come up with what was going to be on that bill to, to get, you know, to make it up to the president. But, you know, I, I do think, I absolutely think there's a power in voting. We need to vote. I will never, ever tell people not to vote. But I just need people to know what they're voting for and what it means when they do submit a vote. Yeah. Um, this is just me. And I, I, I told you I'd do my impromptu notes. Um, the state of Minnesota, this is six minutes ago, mm-hmm. the state of Minnesota has filed a civil rights charge against the Minneapolis Police Department in George Floyd's death. And guess what? If people wasn't out there rioting, we would have never had that headline to read. Exactly. It is what it is. I think this is going to change the country. I think everything that's happened, including coronavirus, is changing the world. It's just a yeah. catch-22. I, like I think that, um, I honestly feel like that has something to do with the way people are reacting now to to this situation because I think before people are, were so caught up in their personal lives and I like for real for real you caught up in your personal life and 
you don't even have time to kind of sit back and just see what's going on in the world. And now that we're all at home and we're not doing stuff, I mean, us in Atlanta, we open. Corona gone. They open. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm closed. <laughs> yeah, like in, in Georgia, Corona has allegedly gone. I'm just playing, but you know. But in other cities and states, like everybody's still at home, and just them actually sitting down and looking at this stuff, I think that that just really hit home with that. And then it's just like, damn, you really killing people during a fucking pandemic too? Like that's just what's going on. I know, man. You're right, though. I think that people are in the house. They have more time to be online. You know, I really do all the credit to social media, man, because I think that social media, without social media, we would not, I don't think we would have the, the, the ability to mobilize like we have and to really spread awareness so quickly. I mean, you look at that Blackout Tuesday hashtag and that junk has like probably 10 million um, posts by now. But it's just, it's just, it's powerful. It's a gift and a curse, but it's, it's, it's powerful nonetheless. But I, I agree. I think that people just been in the house. They have nothing but time. Something they might not have seen on social media because they were at work or doing something else. They now see because that's really all they got to do right now. Oh, and this is just in um, 55 minutes ago. Sasha Santana and Cliff Amir are protesting at the moment. <laughs> While we on that topic. Next caller! <laughs> so this is my thing. Okay, I, you know I say this every time. We give celebrities a lot of power. You and do. I get it. I ain't even gonna lie to you because you say this a lot. I ain't gonna lie. We get them a lot of power and I get it because they have so many eyes on them. Like something I say to you one-on-one will not have the impact it would have if I had a million followers. That's just what it is. So I get it. So it's not intentional that we've given them this power. It's just that we're all giving them the same attention that we give them. The problem with that, you know, is people, I actually tweeted this. Let me, let me read my tweet. (laughs) I said, Honestly, you can't even be shocked at the insensitivity from these celebrities and influencers because they started off as ignorant common folks who went viral or made it to a point where money became the equivalent of security and intelligence. Popularity does not equate to awareness, so they are just abusing the platform that we gave them. Facts. It just is what it is. I think that people, because we like them and they're funny and they make all these posts, they get all these likes, we think that they are supposed to be our representation or our representative, our spokesperson, and that's not the case. Because that just like they are just like me and you. How we had to learn stuff, they got to learn stuff, but they are just catching it the hardest because they got 100,000 people, million people trying to teach them the same lesson that we learned in private. And yeah. I just think, I just wish that people would understand the responsibility they have when they have a platform like that and not just be putting stuff out there without educating themselves. Um, first person on the list is Desi Banks. People call him a coon. What do I, how do I feel? I don't, I don't really have a problem with him telling people not to loot and to, to damage property. I, I get why he might think that only because it does impact the community it eventually we're going to be paying for it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of things that come with it, but what other options do people have? So anyway, what I'm saying, he, he, he said what he said, he deleted it. He said it again and delete. So it's just like, all right, you ain't learning your lesson. I just think that, um, you just can't be out here posting and tweeting. Like you still got a hundred followers. Like you just got to be responsible with the platform. you have. And I think that that's that's something that I've learned too, is that you can't be out here posting uneducated tweets. Like if you're not educated, you can, I mean, Google is right there, like literally right there in your phone. Mm -hmm. Just search it real quick. If you feel like you want to, you know, say something, I mean, it's not that hard, but I just think that that's just a problem. Like they're, 
I get it. Like you, you definitely want to have you. You're trying to bring peace to the situation, and you don't want it to be as violent. But I mean, in the same breath, like nobody has responded to no peaceful protests and no peaceful anything. So at this point, this is what people are doing. People are fed up. They are yeah. fed up. So it's a, it's more than just people stealing a Dior and all this other stuff. It's more right, too- and I keep they keep focusing on that. They're like, there's way more going on right now. People, people have been peacefully protesting in Atlanta every single day. Yeah, they're doing it right now. Yeah, they are. As we speak. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. I um, <laughs> I think that out of all the people, I'm trying to see who offended me the most. Virgil. I had to get it like this. Okay, so here's the thing with Virgil. I've never fucked with Virgil. And it, I always felt like he was off white. Yeah, and I, I, it's kind of it's kind of retarded for me to say that because I'm a person that um, supports Kanye. I ain't gonna say currently for real, for real, but supported Kanye. Where he at? For the most of his career, um, but I always, but you, I think that my my beef, my connection with Kanye is that I'm like, you know what, he is is mentally ill. Same with Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks, I'm like, she's mentally ill. And even though I definitely, they're like my far, far distant cousins. That's how I feel like. But I, I feel them sometimes. But some, sometimes I'm like, you know what? I hate to always have to to blame stuff on mentally mental illness, but whatever. But any, anywho, with... It's a no for Kanye on my side. And I understand why. And I get it. And I respect it. But with Virgil, I think that when when I kind of disconnected from him, first of all, I feel like um, just how personal I am and where I'm at with fashion, I feel like his clothes are not innovative. Like they, he literally sells three hundred shirts that three hundred dollars shirts that just has um, words in quotations to try to. Order. I always thought that was the stupidest thing ever. I never got it. I'm like, this junk says shirt. Is that yeah. innovative? And, and it might be unique, but not to be a luxury brand like it is now. It's expensive. And people, like that's neither here nor there. Um, and then also, like, he exposed, like, um, his creative team and the people that he worked with. And nobody is black. Everybody is white. Every single person was white on his team. And I'm just like, really? I'm like, you're hey, You are from the motherland. Yeah, and your... your, your um, family the audience is black people then his 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 wife is white which is fine i don't have a problem with people being in interracial relationships but it's just kind of like okay who's in your ear like good god um and he came back and said he donated twenty thousand instead of the fifty dollars everybody when after he got drugged drug first of all let's just skip before we get to this fifty thousand whatever this man screenshot it on his page donating fifty dollars do he even have a product that costs fifty dollars literally a t-shirt from him costs two hundred and twenty five dollars for a plain t-shirt that's honestly that is disgusting he i feel like he he got he's to the point where he has lost his identity you know what i'm saying like i just can i will never not be bothered by crimes against black people i will it will i don't care where i am in life i swear to god and i'm saying this hold me accountable i will never not be impacted if i got it i'm giving it. it's just like are you crazy 50 do you really think that that's you read the room (laughs) I'm that. Why do you think that you're about to post that? I'll take that back. I'm actually not. Uh, I'm 
Virgil isn't the one who offended me the most. The person who offended me the most was Tokyo Jets. Oh, Jesus. And the reason why I'm... I was shocked. I'm not. Um, I watch people in general, not even saying just black girls or men, but I watch people say ignorant stuff like that all the time to the point where some things just don't shock me when people say certain things. I'll be like, you know what? That doesn't surprise me that that came out of her mouth. But I think that what does piss me off about it is that even if it was no cameras around, I don't think that I could formulate my mouth to even make a joke about that or just say some shit. She has a son, a black son. You know, I think that and and I always be thinking about people that, um, you know, that have brothers and uncles and dads and everybody like that around them. And I'm like, so what would happen if something like that happened? So you would want people to burn shit down and kick shit over. Not, you know what I'm saying? To fight. Not make fun of how they died. Yeah. Why would you do that? Like, why is that a joke in your house? I can't, it, it's, oh my God. And not that this justifies or makes it like, oh, uh, they shouldn't have, but who recorded and posted that? Like, I feel like whoever, somebody should have been checking her. Like, I would have been like, okay, you're going too far. I remember one time somebody, um, my youngest, not my youngest, my second youngest brother died of cancer. Yeah. And somebody um made like a cancer joke one time. This was a little bit after he passed away. And they had called me like, apologize. And I'm thinking like, okay, you realize you took it too far, but like, why is that why would you say that yeah that's what i'm saying like why is that even a joke to begin with whether it's for me or somebody else i think that people are okay with joking on it because it didn't hit home for them yeah because i feel like some stuff ain't funny no more because they'll be like um like for example and this is uh, i don't want you to say this wrong where they'll be like your mama ugly and they be like my mama did and it's like yeah. oh my bad it's like well you should have been talking about your mama anyway yeah no that happened to me before um in elementary school, I think I told you that. Um, okay. When we were in, when I was in fourth grade, we was at the lunch table, and um, I literally was playing with a Fruitopia bottle. Like, I had a Fruitopia bottle, and I was doing it like this, like, just, like Madonna. You know how Madonna used to Not, have No, like a titty. <laughs> yeah, like the Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. And so, I only had one of them. And so when I did that, um, one of our classmates started crying because, and, and I ain't never, I was like, what happened? Like, why would you do, why would you start crying? And she, she thought that I was making fun of her because her mom died of breast cancer and she had, mm. but in my, I'm, I'm a child anyway, but I, I was not doing that, but I. And you probably not even thinking about that. I didn't even know. Yeah. So I'm like. I didn't even know that her mom passed for me to even know, you know, especially the details that's that deep. But that, something like that is just like so hurtful. Like you shouldn't say certain things just because you just never know how people going to react to it. And then it's, I don't know, that's just fucked up anyway. Like why would you even play with somebody like that? You got to tell me who that was because we was in the same fourth grade class. I try to be really conscious with my language too. Honestly, I stopped using the term nappy. I stopped saying, no, I'm not about to go down the list of the words. I'm nappy though. Huh? I like the term nappy. Like if I'm describing something on my head, I like I like it when it's like more nappy. May I think social media got me thinking and that's a bad word, truth be told. I mean, you know, but I stopped using the N word. I stopped cursing altogether, but I stopped like I don't like calling people slow. I don't I like I make sure I call little people little people and not the alternative words. You know, I just try to like things that are specific to a group of people. I just really try to refrain from saying that because I just you just don't know, man. I don't want to offend nobody. I'm a, I'm sensitive. And I don't, and I don't, and I want to assume everybody else's. I just kind of want to 
you know, be conscious of cautious of stuff like that. What do you think aside from this, we should do as a community, a black community to like have a better platform for ourselves, like outside of needing uh, better behavior from the police and from the government, like what can we do as a people to have a peaceful life? What would you um, like to see? I think that we just need to show unity. And I think that that's the part that has really um, been um, pleasing for me is just to seeing everybody coming together during this time, even though it's an unfortunate time, but just to see everybody working together, um, even people that I would never expect, and I wasn't necessarily a fan of, but just to see them um, coming together. And I always see negative stuff about like, oh, they're only doing this, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, they any say type of support or any type of um, allies that we need, I'm, it's going to help, you know? Um, so I think that for one, I think that we just need more unity and that's better said than done. Um, that's for number one. Um, I also think that we need to focus more. I mean, we say this all the time and this has been like the topic of discussion on social media for years and just outside of social media, but we really do need to keep our money in our community. Um, and I we think- used to do that. And let me just, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but let me just make it clear. Cause we said that we say that, and we had that, especially when you think back on um, black wall street, but the, yeah. The Klan burnt our towns down. And it's like, it's kind of discouraging because now they're like, well, we're not going to rebuild it. All they're going to do is burn it down again. And now this becomes a, a like decades and generations passed by of people not having things of their own out of fear of it not being accepted. And even when I think about things like, um, so there's a Black-owned beauty supply store by my house. I'm just going to share. It's called Beauty Depot. Please make sure y'all support it. It's on Cobb Parkway. I don't know if that's... Oh, is it about Juicy Crab? Yeah, same plaza as Juicy Crab on Cobb Parkway. Black-owned Beauty Depot right on the... Closest to the IHOP side. Anyway, I remember a long time ago, my friend was telling me that she was going to start a beauty supply store, but she had got so much back, like pushback or blockage from like the Asian beauty supply store people. Like they were trying to stop her from having, you know, cause they, you know, they kind of dominate that type of store. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's a shame. So it's kind of like compared to the same thing. It's like, well, we trying to do this, you know, not to use it as that, that, like, not to say that we're the, like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to say we have the victim mentality, but there are so many things systemically set up to block us from doing things that we want to do. If anybody has a chance to go on the Apple TV app, there's a movie called Bankers and it's with Samuel L. Jackson. And um, I can't remember the other actor's name. I'm so sorry. It's basically about like how hard it was for African-Americans to attain, obtain mortgage loans from banks. And they basically went through all they could to open their own banks and to lend money to their own people. And it shows the stuff that they went through. The white people would like shut them down and try to find little loopholes to get them out of business and not give black people loans. And the work that they put in, uh, uh, it basically made way for the, for the fair. An act was passed to bar financial institutions from discriminating on applicants for loans based off ethnicity, race, you know, orientation and things like that. Hmm. Yeah. I, um, my mama used to is big was big on that. Like she was big on keeping your money in the black bank. Um, she used to use not was it PNC that's a black bank? What's no, the one? it was Citizens First, I think. Citizens Trust. That the one that's like a maroon color. I don't know. Maybe it's not around no more. Anywho, um, I think that that's that's major. I think even for me, um, I do need to focus more on that because I think for me, um. When I'm when I'm buying a product, I look for more for quality, and I'm used to purchasing, especially with my with uh, makeup because of the type of makeup that I do. I need something that's gonna be um, sturdy, that's gonna stay on, that's gonna be healthy for the skin, that's gonna um, 
be vibrant. The code's going to be vibrant. Like the, the foundation shades are going to be vibrant. But I think that I don't take the time out to actually do my research on other brands and, and just go in the store and just kind of like test stuff out. And, I, and I'm and i more of a visual person too, because a lot of black owned brands are not in the store. Um, you have to order it online and I'm not buying nothing without using it first. That's just me. I need to know what to do. But um, I think that I need to focus more on that because I've sat here and watched, um, even the other day, I felt so fucking bad, but I mean, I didn't know. Um, I ordered so much shit from Dawes Kill last week, just some a whole bunch of stuff. And a pan, they still going. Like, they unfollow every black person that's uh, reporting, that posting. The owner of Dawes Kill, her personal page, she's been like um, unfollowing the black influencers that promote her brand. Like, she, like, she's been unfollowing them every time they post something about it, like one by one by one by one. And everybody been speaking about it on Twitter. Like, Oh my God, the owner, I can't even say I'm surprised, but she unfollowed me. Is she white? Of course she is. Wow. That's so at a time, like girl, you couldn't even do it discreetly at the time. Like this, they're not going to notice. Yeah. Um, even to like beauty brands and just how like first of all i shout out to jackie Anna for calling these girls i was just writing a note oh my god (laughs) shout outs to her because for one i um i just became a fan like a a big fan of jackie Anna, maybe like a year ago like i definitely watched her videos here and there but i was just like whatever i just wasn't convinced um i think that my turning point for her was when um, well, for me, with her was like a year ago when, um, just when she was, she, she's always been that girl that just called people out on being racist and doing, you know, having problems with people in the community and she'll do it while she's doing her makeup. Like she'll just, and that, that, I think that part was just like, so teeth to me. So then I started watching her other videos, but I think that the fact that she calling out people like fashion over pretty little things and these brands who capitalize off of black models, black body types, and just black culture in general. Like y'all literally steal people's ideas, like verbatim, like it don't be no change in it yep. from black designers and don't give people no credit. Like even down to Zeus, like Zeus got his shit stolen from fashion over. You know what I mean? This is somebody who is a local brand and his brand does well, but the fact that it, that y'all really, just jug that from him like that, like that. Anywho, um, I think that it was amazing that she she used her platform to do that because I think a lot of influencers, for one, that's how they make their money. They make their money through brands that you know they pay them um, to advertise for them. And I think that she's just always been the type of person where she don't give a fuck. Like she's gonna say what she wants to say. She's gonna um, it, whether she she's getting paid or not they're gonna cut her off from pr or not she's just always been that person to say something um and that's i just fuck with her for that be the change that you want to see that's the model and that's it it, because we don't really have no like in a beauty community we don't really have no major black girls in the um that are influencers except Alyssa ashley i ain't even gonna leave her out Alyssa ashley and uh, makeup shayla i feel like makeup shayla could do more this is why I leave her out of the conversation a lot because I feel like she can do more. And I also feel like she kisses people's ass to be around like white people and mm-hmm. all these other brands. I feel like she kissed their ass. And even though I do fuck with her um, artistry and I fuck with her cause she's a black woman, but I just don't think that she's a hundred percent like 
And she also did see. see. Maybe she'll learn from this situation. Because maybe people don't realize that they don't have to, like me, I have to, like, you know, you, no, I don't be performing. She could learn from Jackie Hanna, but they beat from so. Oh, brother. Maybe this will bring them together. You know, um, before we go, I want to go back on to the shopping, to keeping the money in the black community. But I also want to shout out Cardi B, who has been consistent in every issue. Come on. Has happened over years, and I always stand for Cardi B. I ain't gonna say I don't stand for nobody no more except Jeezy. (laughs) But no, Cardi B has always, no matter how people might try to say she doesn't sound intelligent, she who else been speaking out? That's an artist for real, for real. Yeah, she speak about um, black injustice. She speak about voting. Yep. She had a, a, a Instagram live with Bernie Sanders, and people tried to hit on her for that. Talking about oh, now she the Democratic representative. Well, wasn't you? Yeah. Okay, well, if it ain't you, then who? Period. Now, I really want to um, shout out Cardi B because I appreciate it. I think, you know, I just think that she she knows what she's talking about. And even, a lot of y'all faves ain't said nothing. It's been crickets. Yeah. And not that they owe us that, but I think that when you reach a certain level of power and success, people are looking to you and you can be that change. Like, you know, Beyonce even made a video. People try to hate on that too. I'm just like, all right, all right. I, think that I, I know that sometimes people don't want to speak out because they don't want to say the wrong thing and get chastised. But like I said, it just takes a, it takes a few minutes to just educate yourself on a certain topic and certain things. And even still, like, even if you need help from like a publicist or something, something, something is better than nothing. And this is why it's so you read the room, read the room. And this is why it's so important to be cautious of the people you have around you. You know what I'm saying? People need to be conducive to the success of your future. Like if you, like I want, I always say I want smart friends around me, people that's doing stuff in life. Cause if like, if they're, if they're not saying that they're a level below me, but if they're a level below me, like what can I get from that? In a situation like this, I'm the spokesperson and I sound like them. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I want to, you know, you need a solid foundation. That's why it's imp- important for parents to be instilling the, you know, self-love into their children and understanding like how to navigate this world and things that it's going to take to be successful and realizing, you know, just because I'm smart and black, I got to be extra smart and black if I want to make it in this world. So I just think that people just like, I know y'all been down for a long time, but you need to like intentionally seek out like-minded people that are doing what you want to do eventually. You know what I'm saying? A positive black. Um, and I also want to shout out my clients. Um, my girls like seeing Keisha and Zani because they both reached out to me on um, separate occasions just to kind of ask me some questions about some things that I posted and just to try to like enlighten them because they didn't really know. And I like stuff like that because it's just like, even if, if you don't know, I don't, I would rather you ask somebody who does know about it so that you can kind of understand why people are doing this, why people are writing, why people feel the way they do. Because I understand that once you reach a certain level, you're kind of disassociated with the real world per se. But it just shows a little bit of concern and it shows humility, the fact that you even give a fuck to ask, you know, what does this mean? Or why why is this happening da, 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 or how do you feel about this subject i fuck with shit like that so shout out to them yes i agree you know and i always say you know even though i move myself out the hood and i guess you could say i'm in the suburbs i don't know what this is considered I will, yeah you've been in the suburbs for, for years since 2014 um but i just will never ever ever forget where i came from and i would listen i love it I, I, I talk about Kevin Road every day maybe me I got people sending me pictures when they drive past the Camas and Roll exit, and they never even got off at the exit before. I'm going to wrap my hood. Every day. I'm on 4th 
period. I love my hood. And that's why I be so, like, when certain stuff happen, I never attack the people. Because, like, for example, and I know we get a little off subject, but when people be trying to, like, how people, um, like, make people that are in prison or in jail to be monsters, I'm like, you don't even know their story. You don't even know what they did, why they did it, and where they came from. I'm going to always have a soft spot for people because I know people are victims of their circumstance and their environment. And it's all the difference between me and a lot of those people is I had an opportunity or I, or I had I got lucky or whatever you want to call it to make a decision that changed my life. And they might not have had the opportunity or they might not have felt like they had and they, they couldn't risk, you know, not doing something or else their family didn't have somewhere to live the next day, you know. But yeah. call me ghetto. I'm from the ghetto, baby. What's good? I'm really from there. I ain't, oh, I'm really? From there. I don't use ghetto people for their aesthetics and their jogging and... Point blank, period. Okay. But um, so back to keeping the money in the black community. I think um a few years ago I made a conscious decision to intentionally support black business specifically. Um, and it because I had moved to Sandy Springs and I wanted a doc uh, I wanted a black doctor and a black dentist, and primarily because I I just wanted to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I think your, your, your health is very important. And I just wanted to be, have a, do- a doctor that I could be candid with and really understand because statistically speaking, a lot of times African-American women have underlying issues that are not taken seriously because the doctor thinks that they're lying or they're being dramatic or they're making it up. And I don't want those kind of problems. So I want a doctor that I can speak my language with, tell them what's going on and really have a heart to heart and not have a doctor that kind of feels like, oh, it's okay, sweetie. Like, you, no, you, you know, I don't like that. And my dentist, very black, very cool, super cool, you know, very established. And it's in the neighborhood that I grew up in. So I feel like I'm contributing to that neighborhood. I'm not taking my money and get, Sandy Springs gonna get this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I want to make sure that I'm circulating money in the community that I grew up in because if everybody was, if because like you said before, like you when you buy ma- makeup, it's typically probably a more established brand because they're accessible. You can go to the store, you can pick it up. But if we treated everything that way, the people who need it the most won't ever get it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So if I start, if so if I start going to doctors that are in Duluth or Sandy Springs, my daughter's in, in in Cascade. When I go back and find out the office closed, it's probably because they wasn't getting the funding they needed to stay open. I don't want to be the reason for that. So I'm gonna make sure I'm giving my money as 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 it see fits. Same for my therapy and everything you know and what's the problem with that people when you look at like the jewish community and just a lot of communities they do that anyway you know what i'm saying and that's how it should be but i think that we have been conditioned to think that um white white is right exactly that white is better and we assume it's better because it's polished and things like that but you find these ceos are embezzling money they're doing they're disrespectful to that to that family their own family their staff they don't really care about people it's all about the dollar they don't get me wrong i don't have a problem with people becoming millionaires i think that's what a lot of people's mindset is when they start a business but it's all about what you do when you reach that level of success so i'm always i'm always look out you can ask my boyfriend I'd be like, oh, she black? Okay, let me go. I think all black women are beautiful. I compliment black women every time I walk past them. I just want to make sure, like, listen, we out here. Yeah, together. Together. Have you ever had any situations where you were just like, I mean, I know you mentioned the one, the farmer's market, but have you ever had situations where you, like, dealt with, like, racism and, like, something that was just completely undeniable? Um, I have, I don't know. Um, I think living in Atlanta, to be honest, it's kind of not as common because there's so many black people here. I do feel like me working at Linux, I definitely was profiled a lot, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to me. Yeah. Um, I've had a few instances where, like, I've I've been more I've been more discriminated against because of me being gay than me being black. 
Mm. That's just my personal experience. Like I have experienced, I guess, some racial profiling, especially with cops. Um, oh yeah, you shared that on the um, on the show. Yeah, I've had that situation happen to me, but for the most part, it's been more so because of me being gay. Oh Lord, I um I I used to, when I worked in retail, I remember a couple times where I would um be working with a white customer. And they, I would answer a, a technical question for them and they didn't believe me. Like they would be like, are you sure? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I've been on this for like four and a half years. You know what I'm saying? But I think that because of my look, like I, I would wear like Jordans to work, you know, just being comfortable because that's the culture that they, um, that they influence, encourage. But um, yeah, they'll be like, are you sure? They won't, they won't believe me. They'll ask for my manager and ask yeah oh my god i've had i mean i remember one time this guy um this was back so our phones used to have this thing where you can like tell it and it probably still does but you can basically choose how often you get email alerts so there was one that was like you can um force pu- force push which means like i go to my email and i pull down on the screen and then it generates new emails if i have any or it can be every hour but it wasn't really done necessarily in real time like it wasn't like in that moment all right whatever it was anyway so I'm literally showing the guy the settings in his phone, like saying like, hey, this says one hour. You know, just really breaking down like what I just explained. And he was like, no, I wanted to come in right away. I don't believe you. Where's your manager? I'm not kidding. And so one time I was talking to my black coworker about it. And I was like, this man like really did, like this is a, on multiple occasions, like he just didn't believe me. He felt like I was lying to him about specification about a product that we're looking at on a box. And he was like, man, it's happened to me so many times. And this guy was tall. He was like a basketball player. And um, yeah, he was just like, yeah, they just don't believe me. They ask for somebody else to join in. They'll grab another coworker, a white coworker who's close by, and be like, hey, and it's like, excuse me, why did you even come in here? Yeah, I know what's going on. Exactly, it's so freaking crazy, man. I mean, I have the man. I have had coworkers straight up ask me, like, how do I live where I live, and how can I afford it? And I'm thinking, like, is it because you don't make enough money, or that you think I'm doing something else for money? I make it make sense. Um, I don't have now. Now I've had something like that happen to me. I think that um people who know me from work, like when I worked in retail, um, cosmetic retail, they will always be like, just saying that the way that I eat and things that I do will be bougie. And then like, oh, I just never expected that from you because I know you know you're from the hood. Y'all like fried chicken and watermelon, which I've never had together before. I said, and the thing about it is, I don't even eat one. But um, well, I can't remember the last time I've had the truth, and that's that's a fact. I don't even eat watermelon. But my thing <laughs> is, like, just because I'm from the hood, I can't have nice things or like nice stuff just because you idolize certain brands and certain things like that. And I choose to be bougie in other ways, like you, the way I eat and certain establishments that I go to. You feel like. I don't know. Like, I just because I'm from the hood, I'm not supposed to enjoy life. Yeah, it's like when you're from the hood, you're not smart. That's really how they look at it. When all the styles that run this world come from the hood, they love our dances, our clothes, our language, the words we use, the way we even carry ourselves. That influence. Everybody want to be black, so it's time to be black. Black culture makes the world go around. That is a fact. And it's so crazy how they steal our style and we don't get credit for it. TikTok ain't no, full of nothing but l- little white kids who have done the things that we did first. And that's a fact. Hairstyles, do-rags. Mm-hmm. Miss Mamas. 
You know, you will not believe how many of my white coworkers have said by Felicia to me, because my name is Alicia, and have don't even know where it came from. What? Never saw Friday in their life. I swear to God. So why are you saying it? Because honestly... They thought it was just a, a cute a saying, like a... They're like, bye, Felicia. I mean, bye, Alicia. I'm like, you know where that came from? No. Okay, girl. Read the wrong. I've had... Hmm? Read the wrong. I mean, it... <laughs> right. Man, I've had people like, you know, I've mentioned before putting their hands in my head. I had a coworker say... I always wanted my mom to adopt, adopt a little black baby. They're so cute. Girl, they're not pets. I swear to God. I to swear you. to God. Yeah, well, basically to me, it was, it was multiple people where we were talking. I was the only black person in there. I was like, they're not accessories. What do you mean a little black baby? That little black baby is going to grow up to be a black man that you probably could not prepare for this world. Like you, And that's one of the things I never understood why white people adopt black babies. I always wonder if it's that savior mentality. Or like mm-hmm. the accessory type of thing. Like, why? What do you think? What do you think you're gonna like? This is this child has to be cared for, just like your white children. Like, I don't get it. I always feel like black people should always have the black experience. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Like, I wish I would have went to an HBCU. I never let that go. I, I get it. I definitely applied to Clark, and that was the only school I was. I got so- a good mind to, to uh, get an MBA from Clark Atlanta. It's, it's gonna cost me, but I'm out. Let me get my bachelor's. What I'm gonna go? What I'm gonna go for? Let go. Let go to Clark. No, for real, for real. I do wish. I feel like even though I grew up in the hood, I feel I feel like I mixed out on that um the educational experience. But you know, just really getting introduced to like black culture and going out and having fun with black people. Now my schools were black, but they weren't HBC. They weren't built on black excellence. So um, another thing that I think that we could do to like create a better community for each other is really try to educate each other. People be having information and they don't want to share it. Like they kind of want to keep it for themselves sometimes. And just think like one thing I, tr- I really try to do is I try to put people up on game when it comes to like buying a home or helping their credit or just little life hacks. So it's so many things that I've learned in life that I, fa- that I learned by making mistakes because I didn't really have the guidance for it. And then when I learn it, I let people know, like, hey, no, when you do this, make sure you do this. You know, just little ways to navigate stuff. But I feel like people be holding out. It's kind of like they want to do it, see success, and then they'll share it or they'll sell it to you. But I don't think that's fair. I think that some things that people think are not attainable, they never pursue it because they don't know that the barrier of entries are actually a lot lower than it is. And then they just end up living that same complacent life and not being able to get out of that bubble, I guess you could say. Another thing I, I wish we would do is just, um, I wish that society would get to a point where we didn't feel like we needed to be accepted by white people. I posted a video about that. And I, it wasn't it wasn't just about that. It was just in general accepted by anybody because I think that when you feel like you need to, it, the video was just basically saying when you, when you feel like, well, when you say that you want to be accepted, that means you're putting somebody's life value above yours. Mm-hmm. And you're not above me. I just want you to understand me. I just want you to realize right. that I want. Yeah, and I'm guilty of that. I've I've definitely done that. I've um I've you know changed the way I talk. I, I dress a certain way. You know the struggle I went through last year trying to find a job. My hair was braided it, and I couldn't find a job. It made me so mad when you was telling me that. Yeah, and so I would just refrain, like, you can ask any black girl in, um, probably, I don't know if it's just limited to corporate America, but when we go on our job interviews, our hair is always straightened, straightened in a, in a, in a, in a, in a you know, in a ponytail or wrap, like a nice little wrap, and then, huh? that's more polished exactly and then once they get the job, they'll slowly, you know, introduce the natural hairstyles, and then they'll be like, oh, 
your hair is different. You cut it, you know, just start, then they start touching it and stuff. But you know, you know, I wear a lot of wigs and um, I had to just like slowly wear one. I used to change my wigs out like, every two weeks. I had to slowly like wear one every month, maybe every three months so that they wouldn't be so shocked. Cause I used to dread walking to my, I used to try to get to work before everybody else did. So that when I'm at my, so they don't have to see me coming in with my hair being changed. Yeah. Like literally, so I can already be there and be busy. So they don't say nothing about my hair. Instead of, instead of them being there and chilling, I'm walking down, you know, walking down the aisle and like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Just making a fuss when it's not even that deep. I had a manager tell me, wow, you change your hair a lot. I've never changed my hair all my life. Okay. Okay. Well, so you born. <laughs> I only wear wigs because I like to change my hair a lot and because my hair and skin is so much more sensitive than theirs is it's a lot easier for me to wear things like hats or wigs or braids or things of that nature mm. I want people to be more responsible when they when when raising kids I'll say that and I think that um you know I want if and when I have a child, I want to be in a position that I can really number one be a good example for my child and really have the ability to educate them and prepare them for this world. I think that sometimes people, sometimes people like leave it up to the school system to educate their children, so they send them to school and they exactly and that and then so but then they take it upon themselves to blame the teacher for not telling the student enough and there's so many things i learned when i got to college that i did learn in grade school and i'm like why didn't we learn this in elementary through high school you know what i'm saying but because everybody don't go to college you know what i'm saying some things that could really be impactful that they can learn that they didn't learn in those earlier years but anyway i just want people to be able i wish we could just take a bigger effort to teach each other. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain things about history that didn't make into the books because like my college professor said that history is written by the conqueror. Okay. So if you didn't win, your story is not being told. And there's so many things about black people that is so empowering that we have to, that we're now learning through social media because it wasn't introduced to us back then. You know what I'm saying? So I just wish that there was a little bit more of, you know, more, I wish, I wish that there were more solid foundations, but we all know that's systemic. You know what I'm saying? It don't really have nothing to do with your race per se, like our actions as being black people, but there's some, a lot of things that was set up to, you know, work against us and things that you kind of got to move what you got to move with. But I wish that there was more ways that we could, you know, educate each other and, you know, just be living that power that we, that we've had before. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we can, um, we'll be in a good mental space to provide a, a typical episode next week, you know? Yeah, and hopefully we'll have a guest. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I just want to, you know, I kind of feel, I would I would have felt very irresponsible had we just hopped in and had another kind of episode coming out this week. So, yes. Yeah, that was true. I'm glad we did this. Um, but anywho, I think that for me, I think from this moment, I'm going to um, just use my Instagram to... I mean, I feel like I've always done that, though, but I'm going to use my Instagram platform and Twitter platform to try to, um, <clears throat> sorry, give people more resources and just kind of promote more um, Black-owned brands that people don't really know about. I'm going to make sure that I just do my part and focus more so on keeping my dollar Black. Yeah, you should. That's that's fair. You know, and and, you know, I agree. And there's no reason, it's no reason that black business don't last as long because they're not getting support. If we, if we, if we're patronizing somebody and then we like their services, we're going to tell the world about it, but let's make sure it's a black business that we're sharing it with. So 
Mm. All right, then. Thank y'all for listening this week. Please share this with a friend. I'm going to share this. Um, actually, I want to shout out some of my white friends. I'm not going to, I don't know if they want their names to be called, but some of my white friends did reach out to me yesterday and they just shared like true allyship and empathy telling me, you know, things that they're grateful for. And I appreciate that. And these were friends that I never doubted anyway, but it was just nice to kind of know that, you know, they're not just like standing in the corner, hiding and scared to say something. My white friends didn't reach out, but of course, Tori Bay reached out. Shout out to Tori Bay. There we go. Em, friend of the show. Another show, and she has been showing a lot of support to the black community before this situation and during. There we so, go. Yeah. All right, uh, y'all. Love yourself. And love your brothers. And sisters. There you go. And your neighbor. Unless you live in the suburbs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, y'all. Bye.